The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, thank you, thank you to our Patreon producers, Edmund Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Dev Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Massick, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fahaba. Thank you for all your support. And if you're interested in supporting everything the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network does, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Now, you don't just throw money at us for no reason. We, like all good <clears throat> performers, will do things when you throw dollar bills at us, such as give you access to PSVG DLC, which is an exclusive RSS feed that gets you shows that you do not find over on the master feeds or in their own things, such as the DLC show, bored with everything, uh, and uh, exhausted the Fast and Furious rep- retrospective. Uh, we have the re- wrestling show, um, PSVG Strong Style is on there, as well as many, many other things. So if you want to get in on that action, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG, as in give me, as in give me your dollars. So now, on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, as always, is my, well, my Lucas. Hey, hey! That was a terrible, crusty impression. That, you, that was more Professor Frank than Krusty. Uh, yeah, it was kind of, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought you were going to kick into that impression, but you chose I, not to. I, like, I, I was like, nope, nope, abort, abort. <laughs> rare, the rare uh, abort that I do. I am, I am, the rare abortion that I do. Please don't take that out of context. No, and please don't take it literally. That too. How sure. you doing? How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing right. It's it's warm. I feel off my game a little bit. Did the you leather. guys? Did you guys go from like 45 to 90? Okay, yep. we did too. I'd use the air conditioner the last three nights, I think. Which I'm like, this is just not right. We're not even in June yet. This is just a bad sign already. Yeah, I I don't know about you, but the first time I turn on the air conditioner for the the year or the the heat for that matter. Uh, it's like just dust for mm-hmm. two days. It's just <laughs> yes. why does it smell like dust in here all the time? Your lips feel like gritty. You're like, what? I breathe this in every day. What is See, going on? I, I clean the filters in the air conditioner before turning them on, so that helps huh? a little bit. Yeah. What? Yeah, filters. There's, there's, there's filters that catch dust. That's literally their job. Hmm. So you you'll have to show me where that is on there. I don't think I don't think mine has one of those. Oh, yours is filterless. Okay. Uh, yeah, filter free, free range since '93. Sure. Yeah, probably eighty three. <laughs> oh, like your car? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't own anything that was made in the last uh, twenty years, unless you made it yourself. <gasps> that is true. Although like the tree true. that that you know I made, I used the wood from was probably planted in the year nineteen eighty six. That's fair. So if you look at it that way, I saw you had your first meal on your nice new table. You you built from hand. Yes, the meal of champions, mm. hot dogs and mac and cheese and Frenchy fries. And you called it on Flexipose. You said our first meal would probably be something like 
uh, pizza or mac and cheese. And <laughs> mac and cheese. Is on I your couldn't plate remember if I said it. Yeah, I told my. She was like, she. My wife asked me, "What do you want to have as your first meal?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Probably steak or something. We'll get. We'll fire up the Bobby and get. I don't know what that was. And get. Uh, you Why know, are you firing up Barbie? What did she do? <laughs> I can't talk about that on this podcast. But yep, that's what I did. Fire up the Barbie and I made hot dogs. Not even like good ones, not artisanal no, hot dogs. I was going to say your wieners were too small for your buns. Way too small. I know. I, but I was like, oh, we got the we got the Costco pack, you know, the, oh, the yeah, every, you know, 30 cents per yep. wiener. So you can't really get you don't get to be picky when that happens. You, it's true. Just, but we talked about last week with our sandwiches and the meat to bread ratio needs to be accurate. And in your case, you were more bread than meat. Yes, yes. And uh, tangent, I bought these things called stadium hot dog buns. I don't okay. know. I I've, didn't even realize that it was something different. They're probably bigger, right? Yeah. Uh, They were poofier, but they were like firm. They weren't soft. So, so they're so stale. <laughs> basically, that's what it seemed like. They weren't crispy yet, but they did keep their shape because, you know, the cheap ones just kind of yeah. end up like a marshmallow with fingerprints in it. It uh, does not do that. So I'm never buying those again. They were odd, mm. to say the least. It really was like eating stale bread. That is strange. I do like Costco hot dogs, though. Even though they're cheap, they're good. These ones were the, uh, the yeah, ballpark. They plump when you cook them. Oh, so it's not the standard. Okay, because like Costco has their own brand that you can get. And they're like in a huge package. Like 100 or something like that. Yeah, it's something completely ridiculous. I mean, we stopped doing Costco. We do BJ's now, but... I remember buying them all the time because like they were cheap, but they were actually, they tasted really, it was the same ones that they serve in the, in the, the food court thing that they have. You know what? Here's the problem. We have a, a um, subscription to Sam's club, not Costco, which is why it would be very hard ah. for me to purchase okay. said gigantic pack of hot dogs. So that, that explains bad. that those are Sam's club hot dogs, not Costco. Yes. Okay. Sam and I go way back. I'm sorry for your loss of your wiener. Mm. I mean, I'm upset because I can't buy my own uh, casket. They don't have those at Sam's Club like they do at Costco. So <laughs> can't get the caskets or the uh, flooring or, you know, tires well, I'll tell you, for my car. Over here, what you can get at Sam's Club is Corona. So they uh, the, that, that Walmart that was near Josh and Worcester that shut down because all the people that had uh, corona yeah the sam's club in the same plaza which was also owned by walmart they found 19 um employees tested positive yesterday or the day before they shut that down too so oh my goodness they should just use those as a case example of like why we should probably still be wearing masks and distancing and not opening everything up and i i am really going to lose my stuff one day about people that are wearing masks but not covering their nose with the mask <laughs> what is I, that I don't so many people and at first like i thought it was only old people yeah me that we just kind of like oh but i literally see it all the time now and i'm like what is so hard about this like i get it nobody wants to do it but i don't understand what you think you're doing by just covering your mouth like well, the when you sneeze you breathe system <laughs> yeah but like so the salons and stuff that are open they can't blow dry your hair because it can blow around around the thing so why is just covering your mouth okay because your nose is still going to blow stuff around like i don't well if you're listening and that's and that you do that 
you, you use the chin strap method, as I call it. I will literally punch you in the face if I ever see you in person. Well, I mean, you'll know right where to punch them because it's sticking out of their face. It's not even covered. It's just a big old bullseye. Oh, we're talking about them. I was just talking about you that I would literally. Oh, just me? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is yeah, awkward because I that's how I wear mine. <laughs> no, <I'm> just <laughs> it's just infuriating. Like, I don't get it, man. It's... It seems like a big middle finger to everybody else. Like, hey, I know what I'm doing, but I'm uh, you can't you can't get me on not wearing my mask. Yeah. You know, and, you I, and I, I don't want to get political either, but like this whole thing, like Minnesota, where it's just the country's burning to a ground at this point. But like the riots and the protests. Yeah, I, I saw numerous videos from it because I was just kind of watching, observing as this is all going on, the, the lunacy. And there's like protesters screaming in the face of police officers that are there just, you know, controlling, you know, where they protest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's this one in particular where a gentleman was like yelling inches away from, from the police officer. And the police officer wasn't reacting to it, wasn't engaging, like nothing. But neither one of them were wearing a mask. And I'm like... <laughs> That's a failure on both sides. Yes. I was like, but he was like inches and screaming in his face. I'm like, well, if he's positive, there is no way that that dude did not just catch it. Like, I, I don't. Well, you know what they say about the Rona. You can't infect just one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know what else I like, Lucas? Um, Mayonnaise sandwiches. Well, true. But I also like playing video games. So we should probably talk about that. I like that. And let's catch people up what we've been playing. Okay. Now, do, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll let you I, choose. I, I feel like I should go first just to get out of the way, get out okay. of your way more okay. than anything. Uh, I don't have a lot to report, but just a couple little things here and there. Dabbling, if you will. Super Mario Odyssey. We still play this regularly. It's my son's favorite game. And you know what? That's fine. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. No. We hit 999 power moons. Wow. Caveat, asterisk here. That includes the ones that you can buy from the store. We do not have every single map placed. Sure. uh, Whatever it is, 800 and some odd. That's still impressive. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We've got maps that have everything completed. I think we have at least four four levels that have everything completed. Um, A lot of the coins. I am using, uh, now that we're getting down to the nitty gritty, I am using maps that tell me where things are. Um, and it's especially bad if you have purple coins that like when my son plays, he might not collect all of them. Mm. And then you end up, uh, for instance, we had one map where there was only four left. And so I look at the map and it tells you what location has how many coins. So I'm like, oh, this will be simple. Just look for whichever places have four purple coins in their placement. So I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, not here, not here, not here. And this is the last one got to be here not here either. And I'm like, Oh no, this means I have to go through. Cause there's no two coins and then another two coins. Yeah. So now that whole idea was completely shot. So we basically ended up checking every location anyway, in finding a spot where he had missed three coins and saw another three coins, but only was able to get two of them. Thankfully it was all bunched together and we were able to get them all, but that's basically how I'm going through and, and getting the rest of these. Cause I'm not going to <laughs> try and sit here and pretend like I'm not going to use a walkthrough to get some of these. I could, oh, that would no. take me forever. No. So I'm just, I'm just looking up how many moons total. So there's a total of 999. If you buy all the, the ones in the shop, I think you can buy more than yours than 
like you can just keep buying them from what I understand. There's not a finite oh. amount. Okay. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I was under the impression that there were only so many also, but from what I can tell, you can just buy as many as you, you want. Just keep buying. Okay. So yeah. it must mean the number just doesn't go above a, th- it doesn't hit a thousand. Even if you get more, it looks yeah. like the number doesn't go any higher. Okay. We, we haven't gotten another one since then. Cause it was the last thing we did was do that and then see what happens. Um, and so I'm guessing the ones that we get after this won't be added to the Odyssey the total. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll keep pl- plugging away at it, and eventually we'll probably get all of the uh, placed ones in the levels as well. So now, do you think he's going to be as interested in whatever comes next for Mario? Uh, he's aware of Sunshine. Um, he's aware of Galaxy. So I think those he might be as long as they've been somewhat upgraded for, like for instance, Galaxy yeah. for controller use because. Mm. The Wiimote's yeah. not really great for a kid with tiny hands. No. Uh, so, yeah, I think as long as they're, you know, upgraded for that. If uh, it's Paper Mario, I don't know if he'll have any interest in okay. that. He might watch me play it, but yeah, yeah, who knows how long that'll go for. So, I think so. There's a pretty good chance. Uh, I've also been... Okay, so I had a day to myself, sort of, well, like four or five hours to myself, where I, I was supposed to be doing other things but uh, it started raining and i was like all right i'm just gonna come inside and eat lunch and i want to play doom eternal i really wanted wanted Mm. to play it. i'm like i just feel like playing this game and of course i've talked about it a little bit where i had some issues getting hdr to work and uh stuff like that but it's been a while since i've i've booted this game up and i figured that they probably had patched this up uh somewhat by this point and uh so i i booted it up and man i was just having problem after problem with this game i really Uh, wanted to play it and it probably took me 30 minutes 45 minutes before i actually got in because uh, i think they added some anti-cheat thing called de novo which has since been removed now it has been patched out Uh, but that was giving me grief and then uh, hdr as soon as i booted up the game wasn't working it was enabled and it was enabled on my television but it clearly wasn't like kicking in and what i found out what the solution was is that it didn't like that i wasn't running 4k because i was trying to run 1440p with hdr sure. yeah wasn't happening when i switched it to 4k boom lit up like a christmas tree huh. so i don't know what the deal with that is it, it works fine in other games heck you can have 1080p hdr doesn't right. really shouldn't be resolution Dependent. restricted right yeah. exactly um, so I did get to play a little bit and it, it's getting more and more difficult oh. uh, for sure. It, it's so crazy how much um, I, I think that Donnie uh, nailed it when he was talking about having to cycle through guns and everything because they give you like no ammo. I've played survival horror games that give you more ammo than this one is. Uh, you're forced to use the chainsaw and bring down some enemies to for them to drop ammo. Yeah. And that works, but only to a certain degree until you get some of these uh, upgrades that let you carry more. Because I think the shotgun, when you get it, only carries 16 shells. So oh two clips or something like that. Yeah, it's rough. And that's, that's, I wonder if that's a Bethesda thing, because that's the exact problem we were having with uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. I remember that. When it yeah. first came out, because you, you didn't have any ammo, and then for some reason, certain ammo would work against certain people and not against others. Like you had to rotate mm-hmm. that and they patched all that stuff out. So finally it's normal. I wonder if that's 
Although you said on Flux Suppose and before too, it's like it seems like nobody's talking about this game. So I guess like nobody's mad enough to make us think about it where they would potentially make a change there. Yeah. I mm. it seems so ingrained into the way it'd be one thing if it, you just picked up ammo along the way and then they yeah. could just be like, oh, here's more ammo, which I guess they could, but having it ingrained in the gameplay itself with the chainsaw stuff seems cool because it also works with ammo. Like you light them on fire and they'll drop. Uh, or sorry, armor. Uh, you'll light them on fire and they'll drop more ammo. Or, gosh, armor. <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. So clearly it was something they intended to introduce into the whole gameplay cycle. But I don't know. It it, it doesn't seem as restrictive with armor and mm. health as what it does. This, what is this, Resident Evil? Yeah. Give me some no bullets, God. What, you going to tell me I have to save my game with an ink ribbon? What's going on? <laughs> Well, I guess in this game it would be like demon blood vial or, or something. Yeah, know. you're writing with a with a, a little feather. <laughs> a quill. A quill. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't remember <laughs> the name of it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still enjoying it. It's just a pain every time I boot it up is mm. what it seems like. Plus, by the way, like the only game I own that run uh, runs or launches from the Bethesda launcher. So also kind of a pain in the butt. Um, now, here's the weird thing. Here's the weird add on to this whole games list. We played Chrono Trigger. Uh, mm -hmm. recently and i beat it and great game one of the best um they made a sequel called chrono cross and i don't i don't think it was a direct sequel or no i don't be. think it is either yeah i remember my friend at the time got this game and he was all hyped about it and i was all like hmm, it doesn't even have chrono in it so why would i even play that it's button? not even pixelated yeah S stupid playstation 3d game whatever mm. uh I decided I'm going to give it, I, I, I might give it a shake on this one. I, uh, now I am not going to tell you how I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how are you playing this exactly? Never mind. But, uh, that should tell you all you need to know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I'm checking it out. I'm looking at it and, uh, I'm, I'm starting it up and it seems pretty good. The music really seems, uh, reminiscent of, of uh chrono trigger it, it really is kind of just a step up obviously from the snes music uh ability oh, sure but yeah i mean just the style is very um reminiscent so that's good the characters all seem nice i mean it looks really good for a playstation one game as, as good as a ps1 game can look anyway but I think this came out from the days where they expected you to read the manual to understand how fight systems worked oh. and things like that. Because as soon as I booted it up and got into a fight, I'm looking at these characters and from what I can tell or in this fight screen and what I can, from what I can tell when it's your turn, you can pick one of any of your characters to go. They're not, it's not based on each oh. individual time. Uh, to wait you just can have whoever go and then when you fight you're given these three options one two three and it tells you what the percentage of that would be to hit and i didn't really understand what was happening but i think one meant you hit one time but if you pick two i thought okay so you do two hits well you do you if you click two they'll do a, an attack. But then if I clicked two or three again, I still could attack again after that, even though the percentage to hit was lower. So I'm not really sure. It almost reminded me of um, Xenogears 
yeah. how there was like this weird combo system. And the percentages were changing and some of the things were lighting up yellow. And then if you decided to use an element, I, I'm guessing that that was their magic um, in this game. It would kind of end everything that you did and cast some sort of spell. So the the fighting system is completely bonkers to me mm. right now. I, I have no clue what's going on. So <laughs> I have to look into that clearly. Look at some guide from written from 1997 or something to figure out what's going on there. But so far, it seems pretty decent, honestly. Um, and I am making it look better than it originally did. Originally did because I can at least make the graphics crispier. I can't really fix the fact that all the right. HUD menus look gigantic and cover half the screen. But <laughs> other than that, uh, it seems pretty interesting. So I think I'm going to try to put some more time into it and see what I what I really think about it. But first impressions are positive. Yeah, I don't think I ever. No, I definitely didn't play this one. But I remember it being a thing where I was like, why can't I play it? I played Chrono Trigger. I want to play the next one. To it. And then like, I just wasn't able to because it wasn't a Nintendo console at the time. Yeah, that is weird. But I guess that's kind of what happened to Square is they just were like, well, yeah, I mean, all the Final Fantasies, they were all on PlayStation exclusive, you know, at that point, once you start hitting that genre, I just didn't get anything PlayStation related until late into PlayStation 2's life cycle. Mm. Um, so I at that point, I was just like, Meh. and why go back? I, yeah. yeah, it hasn't been available on anything else, right? Like, it's not just you chose not to purchase it on steam it's just straight up not available right yeah it's like it's not like it's been released on steam as far as i know i mean if it is i would gladly purchase it but i don't think that monetarily speaking i'm able to yeah (laughs) ebay get it on especially for something that i'm just kind of like i don't know if i'm really gonna like this yeah uh but yeah it's not when i google chrono cross it's not like it's coming up on yeah uh steam yeah so. that makes sense cool that's everything man all right i guess i'll go next um, mafia 2 done whoa nice put that stamp on it um overall good game i i, I mean we talked about this before so i'm not going to go into it too much a really well done um remaster like it didn't feel old like yes it didn't feel like i'm playing the last of us 2 but I didn't feel it felt like I was playing an earlier current gen game versus something that came out last gen. Oh, like uh, I see what you're saying. Like, at yeah, the begin- like a, when Xbox one released or something. Yes. Right. Gotcha. So like it, it may not look as great as like doom eternal does, but it definitely doesn't feel like I'm playing something that's 10 years old, 15 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so really well done. I, I, I like it. I forgot the ending until I got to the ending again. And I was like, Oh, to not spoil it for anybody, but it's just one of those endings that like, it just kind of stops and you're like, well, what happens next? <laughs> and to my knowledge, mafia three is completely unrelated. So it's not like I'm going to find out more of the story after the fact, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, that's done overall. I really enjoyed it. So I think people should definitely pick up the, uh, the remaster trilogy if possible. Are you a collectibles guy? I don't remember. I mean, I know we talked about no, them, but... it, it. Those things don't really drive me. If, if, they serve a purpose as in like, Hey, I can get power-ups for doing stuff. Like in certain games, like infamous, there's collectibles yeah. that will help you upgrade yourself, Spider-Man, stuff like that. Those types of things that may be a little more intent on grabbing them all, but I'm certainly not yeah. playing a Donnie. As he said on uh, empire last night, we recorded, he is getting every single playboy in the game. Wow. So, wow. Wow. yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Actually, I go a complete one, uh, reverse 180. Um, 
if it serves a purpose, like Mad Max was the best example. I did all the things to mm -hmm. be able to upgrade. And by the time I was done doing all the side missions and uh, getting collectibles and stuff, I was so, so overpowered for the rest of the game that because I was just doing that stuff instead yeah. of actually doing the main missions. But if it's yeah, if there's no purpose. I think Assassin's Creed was like one of the what with the feathers yep. and how they serve really no purpose whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then the songs in Black Flag can pick up the song, the shanties. Ah, like, yes. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so I can hear. I'm going to forget all these songs anyway. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's good. So then after I completed that was just in time for Minecraft dungeons to come out, which, uh, you know, Jason talked about uh, a bit as well. Um, I beat that too. Is this short? Like yeah. what's the deal here? Okay. Yeah. Like nine dungeons short. Wow. And the dungeon in the, like 15 minutes, maybe say 20. Wow. Uh, so, clearly replayability is what they're going after here yeah i mean it has to be um i echo i mean i talked a lot on an empire about this i won't get into it too too much here i encourage mm -hmm. everyone to check that out but i echo what jason says a lot of things it's it's fine it is a diablo light type game uh donnie mm -hmm. actually said it better i think is in it's more equivalent to pokemon quest which actually played so much as like hey you have oh. all these different power you just get the power-ups you get the new power-ups you roll the dice, get your new you know, weapon ability, which is exactly what they do in this, and you move on. Um, you can go back to Dungeon again and again and again just to get more loot, even though it's the same storyline. Like Nothing changes as far as there. They don't give you an explanation as to why you go back to the same place again if you want to. Um, it's just you replay the same dungeons and turn the difficulty up or down. Um, and then you can do the, the co-op stuff, which I did a little bit. Coach Mo jumped in my game, which that actually really like is if you're playing the game, you're just online anyway. So if, if I was already playing and you decided to hop on, you would see, oh, hey, Kevin's playing and you could choose to start your own game or you can just drop into mine. Oh, that's we can both nice. go through. Yeah. So it made a really smooth transition. It makes it fun that I think like unexpectedly somebody may just drop in your game that, you know, you know, they have to be on your friends list, of course, but they can just drop right into your game and give you a hand, which is it's, it's a lot more fun, I think, with people than playing it solo. Yeah, um, there's DLC coming. Uh, Reddit kind of pulled that out and, and has some screenshots and stuff of, of stuff coming so i think the game will eventually grow um and i do think it's definitely fun it just really the biggest thing donnie and i both actually agreed upon was i thought with something not focusing on the creative aspect of minecraft which i think was the right move because for people who aren't into minecraft the core game like myself i would have been overwhelmed if there was a ton of like their world building and you really kind of make your own story in minecraft you know basic yeah. i thought dungeons was going to give us lore it was going to give us some story to go off of and they really just don't like you have this very loose story that kind of gives you a reason as to why you're going, but you don't mm -hmm. know anything about the world. Your character is unnamed. Like there's, there's just nothing like you think like link not talking is weird. It's like this person just basically doesn't even exist other than to pop in a cutscene and you see your character. Like they don't give any reason or any driving force for really anything that's going on, which I thought was a little weird. That um, is kind of weird, but I think once again, and Jason said this as well too, is this game was really designed, I think, for a younger audience where yeah. it can still be fun for us. It's not for us, which is a little weird coming from Microsoft, who traditionally so far has not focused on family experiences. That's like true. A, a lot of their games are focused on something. This is very much a Nintendo esque type game. 
Like it really feels like it's something more that than it's something that Microsoft was behind. But it's, you know, kudos to them for realizing what they've got and not trying to force it. Um, There is nothing worse than a game that's supposed to be for kids or something that you want to play with your kid. And then there's like tons of reading or can't can't get to the game right away. Force tutorials that that kills a kid's interest right away. Yeah, there's really none of it. And it's like I said, I think the replayability is there. I I actually did not delete it yet, even though I beat it to keep it open wow. for future play sessions and kind of just to keep going through it because it's it's so short. You can jump in and out of the missions like once you beat it, you can pick whatever dungeon you want to do again, too. So you can actually target specific areas. It kind um, of almost sounds like a mobile game <laughs> a little bit. It, it, honestly, it really could have been. Um, certainly, it's going to look better on a console, but there was there's nothing stopping this game in my mind from being ported to mobile very easily. I'm sure it um, will be. And Minecraft is on mobile, you know, it's core experience too. So that's true. It could be, it could be, but yeah, overall it's fun. It's definitely worth checking out. If you have game pass, it's a no brainer. Uh, if not, and you're still tempted, it's 20 bucks. So if you're looking for something to play with your kids, 20 bucks, it's, it's super cheap. So uh, I think it's definitely worth it. Not the greatest game, but it's good. I'll leave it at that. Nice. Um, so after beating that, I picked up something that was released last week that I bought right away. Once I saw more footage on it, I was nervous about it. And some of the bad press it got initially was Saints Row the Third Remastered. Nice. Now, I loved this game. Um, so when it first kind of dropped and some people were kind of like, well, this doesn't look that much improvement. But then I think it was Digital Foundry released the video last week where they kind of tore into it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is great. Uh, I've only played, I think, like the first hour and a half, I think, of it. So I just started it this morning. Um, looks good. Once again, much like Mafia, it looks like a remaster done right where it looks current gen. The only age-related thing I'm seeing from it, though, is not the load times, but the load screens. Like, you have a lot of scene changes in this game, at least early on, where it's kind of like, hey, I, I play this thing for like five minutes. Oh loading screen because it needs to transition to something else uh, so it has those but you can't really unless you build the game from the ground up in a remaster like i don't know how you'd get rid of those they're still there they're just nowhere near as long as they were on ps3 when i was playing it for the first time so mm. um but yeah i hope i will be playing that for a while uh having fun with it for sure but it looks good i'm glad i picked that up i might have to check that out too because i really liked the saints row mm-hmm. um all of them honestly for different reasons but the third is definitely where I think they nailed their voice. And yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. So much. <laughs> and the, the DLC is included with the two. So you get all the DLC populates right off the bat. So I have all the DLC that I never played. Right off the bat, you can select those missions right from the start of the game. Like once you play the, the intro. Yeah. It says like, and they introduce it to your phone where you can go and select the missions and your side quests and stuff in the map. Mm-hmm. They have the missions for all the DLC populates right away. So you can jump right into those from the game start. That would almost justify the purpose then or purchase. Cause I don't think I played any of the DLC at all. And I think it's, time. I think it's 30 bucks for the remaster. I think maybe 40. I forget mm-hmm. it's 30 or 40, but still not bad worth. though. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not for a game that I love and clearly you love as well. Um, the last game I played um, which actually I played before Minecraft and all that stuff, but I forgot to put my notes until last minute is man eater. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with this game at all? I was not familiar with it until I'm like, what is everybody talking about man eater for? And I happened to come across something about it. So I saw a little bit of footage. So I'm aware of what it is. And I'm just like, how is this a game? I don't understand. So please regale me. <laughs> Yes. So Man Eater, for those who are not familiar, is basically Jaws the video game. 
or you're playing as a shark. But it's a shark RPG is the best way of, of stating this. A shark PG? Shark PG. <laughs> um, the game takes place of basically a reality show where they're following this guy who's a famous shark hunter. Uh, and the game <laughs> starts like the opening mission that Donnie posts some screenshots of is basically your shark just going ham on a local beach and you end up eating like 30 people wow. um and like this guy starts hunting you down and he sends the ships out and you sink his ships like you have attacks like your tail whip and you jump and you'll bite and you ram and you can sink boats and eat more people um use your sonar to find other animals to eat um and each type of animal gives you different uh upgrade points so like turtles are like one kind of currency than any carnivore uh fish or different type of uh, points you can say when i want to upgrade these skills i need so many of this one or so many of that one to reallocate hmm. um but as you sink all the ships the main guy comes after you and he actually catches you in the intro of the game and kills you no but as, but as he's killing you he rips out a baby shark baby shark do do oh that's what i was singing the whole time and he basically <laughs> scars that shark and discards it and the person in the boat's like, why'd you? He's like, because I want to recognize it when I come and hunt it again. Like, it's very much like Duck Dynasty-esque, like the guy, <laughs> um, which is funny. because And this is all being narrated from what sounds like a serious, like if you were watching a nature documentary, it's I was being wondering. narrated from that perspective. Okay. Because your shark obviously can't talk. So the narrator is kind of talking through like, the baby shark travels throughout the ocean and blah, 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 blah. But it's also humorous at the same time. It's really. It's good. the shark that lived. Yes. 100%. <laughs> um. So yeah, the rest of the game, basically you play as that baby shark trying to grow and then get revenge on this hunter. Um, so I've played it for, I think four or five hours at this point, And I, I haven't wow. gone back to it yet, but it, it really is a shark RPG. Like as you play, there's certain fish that you have a hard time taking on alligators, for instance, are really tough for me right now. Um, I'm a teen shark at this point. So I'm no longer a baby. I'm, I've stopped eating catfish and stuff and I've escalated to bigger things, but alligators will still give you a run for your money and take you down. Uh, but basically, you just traverse through all these different waterways. You start in a swamp and kind of work your way out to the ocean and other places. Um, and there's lots of hidden places you can go deep in the sea and you find treasures and you find these grottos that are where you can upgrade your abilities. You have to find the safe space, which is the grotto. And that's where you can upgrade your ability like sonar where you can track things from much farther away. You can upgrade your tail whip and stuff like that. And I believe later on in the game, it gets much more ridiculous and you actually get like mutations and stuff. Oh, um, that sounds cool. Yeah, so the, it's definitely a huge tongue-in-cheek game. Um, 30 bucks. That's I cool. picked it up because uh, our PSVG friend, uh, Justin Warner, texted me and said, hey, you're playing this game? Uh, my wife has been playing it nonstop, and it's hilarious. So he's like, I'm interested to see if you'd like it, too. And I was like, no, but Donnie mentioned it, and I heard somebody else talk about it. The same thing like you. Like Everybody was talking about it the day it came out. You're like, what is this? So I was like, eh, I'll, I'll go for it, and I, and I bought it, and I do not regret it. But it's not a game I'm driven to be like, oh, I need to go back and beat this thing. It's something I can see myself just kind of playing all summer because it's just a weird, campy, B-horror movie type thing. The way you're describing it reminds me of the goat, that goat game. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, Goat Simulator. <laughs> yeah. How could I forget <laughs> such a catchy title? So, yeah, it, it is, but it has a story. But, yeah, you're right. It, it is just as every bit ridiculous as those types of games. Um, but, yeah, it's it's oddly fun. I'm I don't really know why, but it is. So, yeah, I'll be playing it more, I think, throughout the summer, especially probably during Shark Week once that hits, you know. Well, if it does well, maybe we'll get an Echo the Dolphin remake. You oh, <laughs> can only hope. It'd be like the opposite. Did you ever play uh, the game? This might have been 
after your time or out of your age group. Did you ever play that game in the in school where you played as like a fish and you had to eat the other fish and it was it was like 2D and you had to like swim around and no. try to these other fish and you'd learn about them as you did so and um, no but they, this game does that as well as you eat the fish they give you historical facts and stuff like scientific facts oh my, about the maybe that was i wonder if it that might was, be an inspiration i think it was mech m-e-c-c like you know there was all these edutainment um yeah, companies yeah. that made like oregon trail i think and it was like one of those companies that made this game and it was i remember playing it in the library and yeah you had to start out eating plankton and then eventually you it know called your way up odell yes odell yes. and it was made by mecc which is how i found it so quick boom um yep and i don't remember an, that stuff there was an odell down under was the follow-up to it the sequel but yes it sounds like the same thing actually <laughs> um just obviously much more uh his- accurate and realistic i hope that's like considered abandonware or now so i can go and just play it in my browser for might five be it was, re- it was released in 1986 so why is everything released in 1986 or at least everything that's good were you now released that- in 1986 i was actually <laughs> there you go that's probably why but seriously everything I, i'm like man when when was that made 1986 all right whatever makes sense but yeah that's it for me that's what i've been playing i don't know if i'll have much more new stuff to talk about next week because i kind of knocked out quite a few things this past week but uh nice yeah. i have i have some things working some Good. Some, some things brewing from uh some hum, humble bundle stuff humbly bumbly. so uh, i'll be interested uh, a lot of uh devolver digital stuff so we'll ah see. okay Pe- was it pe- genital jousting mm, i thought about it but isn't that free or i don't know free on something i don't Maybe. remember who knows get us all some copies so we can play <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right that's enough from us everybody it's time to hear from you so let's check out the messages message for you sir Lucas, we got a bunch. We got I, a saw, bunch. I saw. I giggled at every single one. I know. Some of them were good. So let, let's jump right in. Garrett, bland explosion from Nintendo Shack, asked two questions. The first one is, what flavor of pie would you want to be smashed in the face with? Banana cream. It seems soft, but I a little bit more uh, to my palate than like your typical whipped cream, whoopee cream pie or whatever. Boring cream pie. You know, it's a huge stretch for you to go banana. <laughs> yeah who who would have thought i yeah I mean, you know what would hurt though is if the banana cream pie has like a entire surface made of sliced bananas that just would cause it to you know really just or banana chips like those dehydrated banana chips oh god pointing upward like they're fancy so yeah, that they crack just a be tooth. like baggers yeah <laughs> um i will go with a chocolate cream pie because it'll make a bigger mess but still mm. won't hurt, obviously. So it's not going to come out of your clothes, man. It's going to stain. Who says I'm wearing any clothes? If ooh, <laughs> if the pie kills you, would that be death by chocolate? Ooh, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so his serious question, he says, does backwards compatibility and preserving your game library become a priority when going into next gen? So I know this doesn't super apply to you because <laughs> with PC, especially you're. <laughs> Games are always preserved, but let's say Nintendo Switch. So let's say the yeah. fault to Nintendo Switch is coming out. Is that a concern for you? 
I've never really ran into a uh, issue with that, really, because most of the time the backwards compatibility thing either didn't affect me because I wasn't interested in going back and playing anything or or if I am, it was on another system that I didn't already own anyway. So like PlayStation stuff, Uh, I guess that's it. (laughs) I said or and I thought I had a second point and I don't think I did. So Um. Not really. I mean, I think it's good for other people who care about it. I feel like a lot of the times, why not, you know, but if you're going to do it, maybe don't have it be emulated and not work right. And I don't know. I feel like if you're that big into going back and playing older games, it probably is just better for you to do it the way it was intended through playing it. I don't know. On the PlayStation one, for instance, just go back and Mm get the digital or the physical copy or have the physical copy copy and then just play it on the console it was made for. So no, I mean, well, I'm PC master race. So I don't like backwards it, compatible for eternity. You know, not always though, because sometimes you really have to work at getting something to work. If it was it's intended true. for DOS, you know, you have to do DOS box or something like that. There's always workarounds. And I think there's always workarounds for these types of for consoles. That's fair enough. Um, for me, a little bit, um, especially now with uh, the libraries we've accumulated between review games and game share aspects with Donnie and stuff like that. I, I'm a little not concerned, but it definitely is a priority uh, for me because I haven't gotten through all of the games I have currently. <laughs> and so it's like I would like to have that option to go back and finish it later on without necessarily having to keep my old consoles because uh, I am, how we say, frugal. Uh, and I will often use the value of my old consoles to help pay for the new console as I did with the Wii U to switch, for example. Um, so keeping the old console normally is not a possibility for me to keep my back back uh, library. But if I can do all my digital games and bring them over to the next gen, awesome. And it looks like, especially Xbox, uh, Sony hasn't really talked about it as much as we'd like to yet, but Xbox seems to be making that a priority to have you know the games work cross-platform to the new one. So uh, hopefully I won't have to worry about it, but yes, that is, that is a high priority for me when looking and comparing the next two to see uh, where my Alliance shall lie going into next gen. Takeda has a question. This one's kind of fun. So you're sent on a special ops mission, Lucas to Antarctica to find an underground bio warfare lab facility. Whoa. You can take three main protagonists from any game series. Who are they? Ooh. Okay. Um, well, First thing that that strikes me is uh, maybe Lara Croft. Oh, okay. I mean, she's pretty familiar now with the Antarctic and mm-hmm. cold weather, and for no other reasons whatsoever. No. Um, let's keep this female train going and start uh, go with Samus Aran because I think she would have some very useful powers to uh, be able to infiltrate with and such. And then lastly, I was going to go with somebody else, and I will hold off on saying who. I, I don't want to spoil any thunder. Um, but I swapped it for, um, I can't, I, and if I can't remember, Sam Fisher. That's his name. Okay. Sam Fisher from uh, Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty obvious uh, yeah. choice. But who I was going to go with before is kind of similar. So, but I'll tell you why not in a, in a little bit. So. Okay. So Sam Fisher, Sam Fisher was on my short list. So oh. I, will not, I will definitely not use him. And that actually makes it easier then. Okay. So I'll give you my three. Okay. Solid Snake, 
<laughs> okay. Um, Leon Kennedy. Ooh. Resident Evil. Yeah, that's a good one. And Nathan Drake. Uncharted. Wow, real sausage party. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. If I need to snuggle up with people because it's really cold, I'm going to do it right. <laughs> well, men do give off a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. Uh See, I was going to go with Solid Snake as well. Actually, that was—I thought that—I thought that might have been one of yours. My my prop, my worry, I guess, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't feel like they're going to be the best team players and listen to what they are told. Like, if you're the person who's because Solid Snake, you know, kind of is used to—I mean, he goes against yeah. a lot of what. Uh, who is it? Corporal? Can't remember his name. The guy who, anyway, the guy over the radio. Yeah. And Nathan Drake just seems like he would be not very fun to work with. <laughs> no, he seems like he'd be the most fun because he's so much like off the cuff. He'd be the guy that you'd be like, Nathan or Drake, yes, you know, yes. like get back in line. But you love him anyway. Meanwhile, so. snakes in a cardboard box in the corner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one could see me. Uh, <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> um, but then again, it's hard. Like we're talking main series or main protagonists from these series. Like they're all used to working by themselves really. So what are you going to do? And and you think you're going to wrangle two strong female presidents? They don't, they don't need no man. They don't need you to tell them what to do. I didn't say I was in charge. I just Ah, said that I was making the, see, you can't, you can't get me. I'm slippery like a snake, a solid snake. So a snake, you're one that you were going to, but then you decided not to. He, yeah, he'd be like if uh, if uh, Sam Fisher got sick and couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, Sam Fisher, I, Sam Fisher is a good one. Just I feel like people forget about Sam at this point. Well, they haven't released a game with him in it for like what ten years or something like that. Yep, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, that was a fun question. Thank you, Takeda, for that. Yeah. Uh, Nathan jumps in with some Star Wars stuff. First one: Why did Yoda say a prophecy that misread could have been? I'm not gonna do the voice, so. <laughs> it's been a while since I've tried. Yep. Uh, because that's the lines that were written for him. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what this is uh, referring to specifically. What scene? I'm I'm assuming the prophecy of of uh, the light. It's it's with it's in the prequels. Oh, it's been forever since I've seen. Yeah. Them. So I, I had to look it up a little bit to see what I was referencing as well, and then I, I watched the scene. Not I was like, Star oh, okay. Well, <laughs> me either hate prequels hate those prequels um i think it's referencing basically anakin where they thought he was going to be the savior but he really wasn't <laughs> and i think that's kind of yeah. where they were going like where they thought he was the one where technically in the end by the time you got to the end of the the original trilogy not the prequels he technically was the one that saved the day as darth vader but True. it was just a long twisty turn so i think maybe that's what it what it meant was that yes anakin was the one but not at the time that they thought it was going to happen mm. so that's what i mean by misread like they thought this was something now but it was something that eventually happened much much later after technically vader brought balance to the force because he not only eliminated all the jedi he also eliminated the sith before he passed so he was the great know. the great equalizer yes maybe they whoever translated the prophecy like forgot to carry the one or mm. I, I clearly don't know how translation works but maybe it was like oh it was a will not instead of a will right situation and those words are really close you know 
I mean, Yoda already doesn't talk right anyway, so who oh, knows what he actually meant. <laughs> Double negatives, all sorts of things. Yeah. Putting the subject after the uh, uh, other thing. <laughs> Suffix and prefix. I went to college. What? <laughs> <laughs> so the second Star Wars question is, why didn't the council make Anakin a master? I don't know if I can say this on this show because he's a little bitch. That's why. That's yeah. That's where I was going. Um, I, I was gonna say it differently. I was gonna say he uh, was too passionate. Where the Jedi basically were not dealing with their emotions. Like they were kind of just blank slates and didn't let emotion get to him. Anakin was very much an emotional driven person, which is more a sign of the Sith. So that's true. He wouldn't be seen as a mature uh, representative of the Jedi being as passionate as he was with sand everywhere. That's trying to get some everything. It's in everything. You know, you're supposed to wear underwear, right? That's the problem. Jedi robes come with underwear, sand protection built in sand filters, if you will. Um, yeah. And you bring up, you know, that brings up another point is the real problem is you can't really take people who are force sensitive on a, on a scale of like super uh, emotional or super whatever. And then say, all right, you're either evil or good. And mm-hmm. if you're good, you basically have to be a monk. And if you're evil, you basically have to be as evil as possible. Only use your emotion and basically show no restraint whatsoever. Yeah. So that's really the problem with the Jedi and the Sith is you're forced to make a completely one way or the other decision. Why couldn't somebody on the council just be like, Hey man, you really let those emotions get to you. And that's okay because that's who you are. So why don't you, instead of focusing on becoming a master, why don't you just focus on the best that you can do get with the tools that you've been given? And and it's okay if you don't become a master, which is ironic. And for the record, I agree with you. But it's ironic that the other saying is that only Sith deal in absolutes, yet Jedi 100% deal in absolutes as well. It's true. It's so true. They're just as bad. Hypocrisy. It's true. Word of the day. Let's just have General Grievous take them all out. Collect those lightsabers. <laughs> Collect those lightsabers, baby. All right. Next one's come in from Jason. Old Flux A with two of them. Speaking of. First one. Can Samus crawl? Well, I think we learned that. Samus cannot crawl. See, I think she can, but not in the suit. Uh, the suit true. has something that triggers where if her knees go up to her chest area, she just turns into a ball. My question is, what happens? What are the internals of when she goes into a ball? What oh, she has no bones. Her? Samus has no bones. Oh, well, then that, shouldn't she always be in the suit? Well, the zero suit holds it together in spandex, but the well, uh, actual that's... suit suit, her zoot suit, if you will. Is the armor <laughs> that has all her bones? My spandex holds all me together too. So right, it's totally like relate. yeah, it's like Under Armour. We're just you know, it's really tight, so it makes you look like you have muscles. It's not really just compressing everything. <laughs> I like it. Fair enough. And if you ride spinners, spinners, if you will, mm-hmm. once you stop, just how long will they keep on spinning? I think scientists are still trying to figure that out today. Is you know the best the the best Spinna is the one that will never stop. Like ever? Never. Uh, it's like one of those, um, uh, I don't know what they're called, but the things where like the, the drinking bird, where it just will go on its own oh, yeah. forever. 
I think spinners are the stupidest thing ever, by the way. Maybe not the stupidest thing ever. Fidget spinners or the spinning rims? Spinning rims. Because you cannot ride a fidget spinner, to my knowledge. Oh, I think you could. But I mean, you you can milk a cat. Can you milk me? Let's save that for the house party when it eventually happens. Mm, Good point. So, so Jason, the correct answer, since Lucas is clearly wrong here, (laughs) is three minutes and 32 seconds. Is that like a Guinness Book World Record? No, that's the exact length of Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up song. Oh. So naturally, that's the correct answer for how long they, they go on for. I got you. I see what you did there. I Rick rolled his answer. I want to know where this man came up with a question about spinners. He's like the least likely person I would think to say to be like, you know what I haven't done? Ask a question <laughs> about spinners. Well, didn't you mention about your car on Flexibose? He said something about spinners on it. When I you were talking, when you when you reach out to the person who sold you the car, and you're like, "Hey, at least I didn't put spinners on it or anything like that," he said it. Then. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's that a maybe be. that's a throwback oh, joke. Maybe he had a dream about all of this, and he's like, subconsciously, it's planted in the back of his brain. And he woke up and was like, "I have a dream." <laughs> oh. I will never buy spinners. Really? Quick, quick, your quick take on spinners, spinners. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most stupidest thing. Like, why? What purpose does it serve? Like, at least with the stupid things like the neon glow under cars, at least you're like, oh, that's cool. That's a light. Like, yeah. spinners serve absolutely no. Like, why do you want to make it look like your car is still rolling when it's not? I don't want to, like, here's a cool optical illusion. Like, but I don't get the point. But you're also talking about, a, I would say, a, a wide base of car, car culture that also likes to jump out of their own vehicle and then walk beside it while it's still rolling, you know, that type of thing, or uh, add the, um, the suspension and, and low riding techniques where mm. you're yep. destroying your car, basically yep. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, <laughs> or to put it even more simply, do a burnout and blow your tires up and just waste a lot of rubber just because car can go fast and make tires spin while just- not move. Just have no tires. How baller is that? Oh my gosh. Drive around with no tires. That's a good that's a good tip right there. Saves mm-hmm. money. Tires are expensive. It's true. Gotta replace them. If you just don't have them, then you don't need to replace them. It takes a lot of chewing gum to make a tire. So <laughs> some xanthan gum. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the questions, everybody. As a reminder, you can <laughs> this this is what we've we've come to. Last week was all food stuff, and now it's spinners and samus samus's bones and i i can't imagine anything worse than samus's bones anything worse than car talk with kevin and lucas that would be awful well i mean you have some knowledge i have zero so yes it would be it would be pretty bad exactly Hmm. so if you want to ask us more ridiculous (laughs) questions every week reach out to us in the discord or you can tweet at me at bsvg kevin and let us know what insanity you want us to talk about because clearly we enjoy it for some reason Yes, we do. We do. It ends up being the longest segment of the show, I think, every week at this point. So, And we pride ourselves on that. We do. About our longevity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our stamina. All right, moving on. It's been a week, so it's time to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> I'll kick things off here, Lucas. Let's do a quick roundtable of our air quote free games for June. So 
Xbox announced first. Uh, their games with gold for June include Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, Coffee Talk, not to be uh, confused with the um, Mike Myers skit from SNL. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have you talk amongst yourselves a little verklempt. Um, Destroy All Humans and Sine Mora or Sine Mora. I don't really know how you pronounce it, but uh, yeah, it's some games. Shantae's already on, um, uh, what do you call it? Game Pass, so that kind of takes care of that. Uh, PlayStation uh, covers up with a quick release of Star Wars Battlefront 2, as well as Call of Duty World War 2 as the two free games for PS Plus subscribers this June. So two big AAA shooter games, um, obviously one historical, one Star Wars related, uh, both different in gameplay. Uh, I know a lot of people have come around uh, full circle on Star Wars Battlefront 2, to see to say kind of it's a better game than what it started out as with but uh, yeah i think definitely sony came with the guns literally blazing on their free games for this month epic store as of today when we're recording this and still available to you at home as you're listening uh unveiled their new free game civilization 6 was last week so now we've moved away from that and uh available right now is the borderlands handsome jack collection um, and the rumor is uh, what is coming next after that will be Ark Survival Evolved. Um, so stay tuned with that. People somehow have really been able to predict what games are coming along the pike free. Um, so yeah, go to the Epic Store. Go get your Borderlands 2 Handsome Jack collection, uh, which includes uh, Borderlands 2 and uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel uh, in that bundle for you today. So Epic continues to deliver some big, cool, free offerings each and every week and if you do love borderlands it is also 50 percent off right now as well so go get you some borderlands everybody all right so lucas what do you got for us yes. this week? now i need to preface all of my news beforehand because i have to give credit where credit is due and just so you're all aware my wife my wife my wife pulled all three of these news stories whoa in lieu of, or for the exchange of goods, meaning Whoa. she asked me to make her popcorn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and hey. I was like, I gotta do this. So hold on though, but one of these is about a very specific topic you always talk about. How the heck does she know to pull a story on that? I told her specifically. <laughs> okay, I said, you have to do at least one of these. So okay, that's fair. She came up with five options. I chose three. One of which is this. Uh, a CNN article that says that is titled why now is the time to embrace video games for kids. I, this, I have a little bit of reading to do in here, but we'll pause in between. But first this article starts out as such before the pandemic, video games were a weekend only activity in our house allowed for one hour a day, Saturday and Sunday. How do you feel about that? Um, at first I was a little like, Hmm, really? But then I saw it's a seven year old. So I, I'm not that strict, but I can get where people are coming from there, but it does seem weird for like one hour. It's like, what are you doing an hour for a video game? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I didn't think in, in the, in terms of a child, they're playing games where you just kind of hop in. There's no setup. There's really no story usually. So that does make sense. One hour of Minecraft does not equal one hour of Mass Effect or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Uh, 
It was a compromise that worked for our family. My seven-year-old had a chance to dig into his favorite games, and we parents felt like we were putting reasonable limits on an activity about which we were somewhat ambivalent. That also explains why, because they don't know anything about video games to know that one hour is not really. Yes, that's true. But now he's playing them daily, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Hmm. So there's a lot to this article. Um, and maybe I'll post it in the our prime discord uh, to read because some of this is just sort of a story article. But there's also a couple of other things from experts who are talking about um, kind of the importance of today's, you know, climate of kids really can't like you think you can't do anything. Kids can't no. do anything at all. They're not allowed in stores, at least around here. They're really not allowed to do anything. So, I mean, they're feeling it worse than anybody. And at least my kids are young enough to, like, my four-year-old understands. Like, he'll go, yeah, we can't go to the store because the governor said that we have to, you know, and it's like, gee, (laughs) kid, what? But he kind of gets it. And, um, but, like, I can't imagine having a 10-year-old right now or something like that somewhere a little bit older where they're used to going to their friend's house used to going to school and seeing people um it's crazy uh the the article continues quote in spite of the stereotype of the socially awkward pale gamer games are a good way to socially connect said rachel cowart research psychologist and author of this book blah 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 uh it's weird to me that they're just now saying like really just now you think you're like oh we're just coming to this conclusion after how many years of gaming is, do you think that they're really like mainstream culture is really that behind on the socially, um, the sociability of video mm-hmm. gaming at this point? Do you really think that they're just now like, Oh, you can use games as a means to talk to people. I think it's really just as this author even stated that they were just, ambivalent to what was going on like what what it is you think games and what you know people who aren't as experienced with them as we are think they're all just like grand theft auto and super horrible things and you just do awful stuff here but his article gives numerous examples of ones that you know encourage competition or cooperative gameplay and you're communicating Mm -hmm. with somebody else even if you're not you know so when i'm talking to you i'm looking at you on the screen i'm actually you know engaging somewhat directly with you but when we're playing a game we typically don't see each other but we're still communicating even though we're focusing on the game. So it's still a social take away everything else. It's still a social interaction. It's no different as to, you know, back in the nineties, you know, kids would actually pick up a phone and talk to each other for hours on end. Like they'd be on the phone with their friends. Yeah. That's gone. This is what has replaced it. And I just think people have that stigma of games thinking something's bad because of that. Not necessarily like, Oh, this is just a new way for them to have that phone call, but they're actually doing something else at the same time. That's a good point. That's a good way of looking at it because I mean, I did that as a kid, talk mm-hmm. to your friends on the phone and, but you're almost always doing something else because yeah. you're talking for so long. It's not like you're going to stop doing anything. Um, and speaking of to that, I actually thought this was pretty cool. And maybe um, some families out here who have kids that game might want to be uh, aware of this existing. Eduardo a Caballero is the executive director of camp 
EDMO or Edmo, I'm guessing, which among its other offerings uses gaming to teach social and emotional learning. For the curriculum, the camp teamed up with the University of California, Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center to figure out how to best incorporate character building into gaming and other STEM activities. My son was recently enrolled in one of the camp Edmo's Minecraft camps, where he learned to respect other people's ideas and stand up for himself when others weren't respecting his ideas. If you did, quote, if you didn't build it, you can't break it. I overheard his instructor explaining to the group one afternoon, articulating an ethic that easily transfers to the world outside his laptop. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Hmm. Like the idea, like, okay, this person built this thing in Minecraft and you went over and started destroying it. If you didn't build it, then that's, you know, then you should probably think twice about what you're doing. That easily translates over to making a sandcastle or building blocks or anything else. Like, that's a really cool thing. And there's nothing like that for me when I was that age to no. learn about, like, hey, please respect my idea. Like, I would never say that as a 10 year old or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the EDMO website right now, the different camps, and it's 150 a week. But they do offer all different classes, and it's like Minecraft, Roblox, um, game. They do game jams with some of the older kids with actually developing oh, wow. games. That's cool. But then there's also stuff that's not game related as well. Um, I'm trying to pull up the menu. I saw STEM, and I assumed robotics and yeah there's like robotics but there's like bioenvironmental there's like all different things here too so this is really kind of cool although i will say i just prefer edm camp myself (laughs) uh you'd and your rave pants Mm -hmm. which were meant for a girl but i'm not gonna hold that against you because you look really good in them guys can wear purple too just saying they sure can uh Caballero says he sees kids develop empathy for others, become more considerate of others, and find ways to problem solve together. I I don't think there's anybody listening right now that doesn't think that, probably, I would guess. But maybe this could be ammunition, for lack of a better word, uh, for some other families that you might know that have kids who like to game. Because really, what kid, I don't know of a kid who doesn't play something on a tablet or something of that uh, nature, but the the article does it's it's quite long and extensive, but it goes on to talk about how these things uh, can help form their identities, especially when you're using your social circle as a way to figure out who you are. Uh, games give you a chance to try on different personalities, genders, and all sorts of things without less with less severe consequences as you would in real life. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, I think it opens up more doors than we probably tend to think of when it comes to video games and, uh, how we can use that to help kids grow. Um, because so, I think we, oh, go ahead. A, so I should stop yelling, get wrecked noobs to people on Fortnite. Um, I guess it depends on who's around you. Cause I don't want you to stop. That's one of the okay. things I love about you. Actually. Okay, cool. You speak what's you speak the truth and you speak what's in your heart. <laughs> I think we all know that. But uh, yeah, again, uh, I, I will post this in our prime and uh, you guys can take a look at it. But I thought it was a pretty cool little read. And it is. It's nice. Maybe it will help some of these parents out there help make you feel like because your kids are playing more video games than usual, that maybe it's not as bad as we all think. And just kind of the, the article does, like you said, go on to say like, 
here's some examples of games like Little Big Planet 3 emphasizing collaboration, yada, yada, yada. So if they're playing Doom Eternal and they're eight, then maybe they're not learning so much from that. <laughs> Ammunition, preservation. Demon hunting. Yeah, yeah. See, it's Lucas, thinking, thinking of the children. Thinking of all the children out there. Exactly. Cool. Um, so something that would not be, you know, kind of targeted towards kids. Uh, Silent Hill <laughs> returns as Dead by Daylight expansion. How is this game still being expanded on? Can I just say that? Have you played Dead by Daylight? No, but I've I have it wish listed, but it's one of those games that doesn't quite meet my price right threshold. Uh, the issue is too is once you get the core game, all of the cool killers are expansions. So you don't just get them. So like um, all the Freddy Krueger, the Michael Myers, the Jason, I don't know if Jason's in there, but like all those scream, uh the Demogorgon, uh Silent Hill, like Oh all yeah, you, yeah, that's you right. You pay extra for all that stuff. Um I think a lot of yeah, bases in there too. Exactly. So it, I'm just surprised this is still going on because overall I, I don't I like what it does, but I feel like it doesn't do it that great. Like the game isn't that awesome. It's more well, like sounds better in, in theory. I talked about it when uh, Josh and I played on that free weekend or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. It really is just the same thing. Yeah. Like I think there's only one map, it seemed like, and you're doing the same thing, or maybe a couple, a handful of maps. Yeah, yeah. It's always generators. You're always mm-hmm. doing the same thing. I, and and it just doesn't feel very balanced a lot of the time either. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, Pyramid Head is coming as well as uh, the Cheryl Mason or Heather Mason, uh, who's the protagonist from Silent Hill 3, will be out of there and also a new map, oh, of yeah. course. Each of these expansions give you a new map as part of that thing there too. Um, well, that's yeah, good. Coming next month. Um, so we've heard a lot of murmurs around with Silent Hill um, recently, and especially people still talk about PT and all that kind of stuff there too. Yeah, um, very frustrating. But there's been a lot of teasers that this is only the first announcement in silent hill news to come over the next couple months so oh my gosh they're still teasing it so we may get a silent hill not I by kojima so. but something well okay i say i hope so but then i think about it and i'm like but we're still talking about konami here and that's yep. really the heart of the problem uh, uh, yep. i think we've all seen that they don't know what to do with any of their properties right now and mm-hmm. i would attribute some of that to most of their well i the a lot of the talent leaving that place and what do you I, have left? Right. I just don't get like, I mean, you look at what Capcom has done with resident evil in the last couple of years between resident evil seven, the two remake, the three remake, like resident evil escape or is that what it's called? I forget what it's called. The, the basically this, the resident evil version of this online. exact game. Yeah. It's the online one where you have the thing. I forget the name of what it was called. Yeah, I don't know. They're all really good, solid entries. So how do you not take resident evil's most direct competitor from back in the day and say, well, let's keep doing this then because it's working for resident evil. Like, yeah, well, and silent, silent Hill is a little bit tougher just based on the like story, I guess, mm. because it's not just zombies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I feel like they kind of wrote themselves into a little bit of a corner, but you can kind the whole of, thing. yeah, I was going to say, you can kind of go into whatever direction you wanted to. And I, I mean, I think silent Hill one would, I would actually do well to have a complete reboot. Um, honestly, That'd cause it's a, it's a very atmospheric game, but it's also got a lot of pacing issues and puzzle issues yeah. and stuff. So go through and just kind of remake it and do what works best. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you would think that people would be tired of Resident Evil by now, but you they're firing on all cylinders. So, yep. yeah, why can't you get this figured out? Yep. So Jeez. we shall see. But for now, you can add Pyramid Head to Dead by Daylight. Uh, I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it comes to Humble Bundle with all the DLC. Yes, then I will check it out. For a weekend. <laughs> yeah. That'll be that. Yep. What else you got? So here's an interesting little thing. Speaking of uh, companies that don't know what they're doing, or seemingly, Sega prepares console comeback, possibly, and they're about to get wrecked, is what this... <laughs> now, that's not confirmed. I don't know why they put this as the name of the article. Yeah. It is not confirmed that that's happening, but there is some allu- alluding to that that being the possibility. Um your first before i get into the article your first thoughts if sega made an actual genuine new console not like the dreamcast mini or something like that no chance they have no chance <laughs> like cuz there's no, there's nothing like we know everything sega has been making as far as software which has all been mediocre uh you know they've done mario and sonic at the olympic games they, total war has been good uh, yeah but nothing that will drive a new console. Like yeah, Microsoft's getting ready like Halo and, and Sony's like last of us. And Nintendo's like, we got Mario and Zelda and animal crossing. And Sega's going to be like, we got toe jam and Earl again. I don't like, I don't know what they're <laughs> remember they all, those, bankrupt again. all those awesome Sonic games that, uh, you know, Sonic forces or whatever. That was a good one, right? Mm, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Oh, 2020 is the year of the next generation console the xbox series x the playstation 5 slated to launch the holiday season but could sega be also launching the same thing i don't know uh a japanese journalist zenji nishikawa claimed to have a huge scoop on sega in a recent live stream that and it should be shared in the june 4th issue of famitsu which clearly Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure we don't get here according to a report from Gematsu. Uh, so this is what Nishikawa says. My column in next week's issue of Fam- Famitsu is crazy. I got a huge scoop. It's a world premiere article and an exclusive. It may not be uh, Nake or Weekly Bunshun, <laughs> but if you want to know if it's a scoop that big, it totally is. It was basically said that it was on the level of like the PlayStation 5 announcement. It can't be. I mean, they might think it is. Maybe that's where it's coming from. It's like, oh, it's going to be amazing. But I agree. I don't think because like, here's the problem. If it is, if it's a console, wouldn't we have heard something about from like third party developers or something like that? That like something would have leaked. Yeah. Like there's got to be other people in the know that they're they're making this. Somebody manufacturing something like accessory you know, third party accessory makers would have leaked something like, here's a skin for the Sega, something like what the heck is this? You know? Yeah. It And honestly, and this is, you know, I'll probably get crap for the saying this. Like we have enough consoles in the marketplace. We don't need another entry. Yeah. That's like, that's what, what could point. Sega do different? Like they're not going to compete with the core at the Xbox or, or Sony level. And they're not going to be able to tackle the family market like Nintendo has. So why even, do that to yourselves 
Mm-hmm. And, and unless it's some sort of collection that they're coming out with them and not even like a mini console, because I think at this point we're over that stuff too. Unless Nintendo drops one, I don't think anybody cares yeah. uh, that the Genesis mini has proven that the, the Sony PlayStation mini has proven that like we don't care unless it's Nintendo it, just release a, a anniversary collection of games for the current gen consoles and just something like that. Yeah. You know, and like a good one too. Not right. Like here's, 15 games you never heard of or something. Right. That could be the only thing I could say being the biggest news that they'd be announcing. Unless the only thing I say be big news, which would be good for them to celebrate is like they got bought out by somebody. Like, that's what I was wondering. And, you know, if, and Microsoft bought Sega or Nintendo bought Sega. Like, I think that would be honestly, I think that would be better than, you know, them coming out with a console. The only, yep. the only other thing that may point to this. So you have this, like it's as big as the PS five announcement is that there's apparently um, a, a character portrayed by um, a man named Ma- Maito Fujioka, which that's notable because Maito is the son of Hiroshi Fujiako Fujioka uh, who portrayed the Sagato Senshiro character used to promote the Sega Saturn in the mid nineties. So why would you have another person related to that oh. whole marketing campaign and then start another marketing campaign with similar character and everything? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a valid point, but like also who remembers that? Yeah, exactly. Clearly <laughs> that was Japan. That was all Japanese marketing stuff. Nothing that we got here. I mean, this article also points out the Atari VCS, which is still yet to come as well. So there's other competition if you're looking at. That's true. And historically speaking, this really hasn't ever worked, has it? Nope. You had the, what was the, um, what was that little box that, the Ouya? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be like, you know, this great console that. Apple Arcade, Apple TV, using it for your game is supposed to be a thing. And it, it is, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stadia was supposed to be a thing and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's all these things, like, all these competitors are stepping in and it's like, well, nobody's even put a dent in anybody as far as Sony, Microsoft and, and Nintendo. So why does Sega after all this time of being known now as a, a company who basically publishes a few games a year, mm-hmm. if that uh, basically has no IP left other than Sonic for the most part that people know being tied to Sega, like why try and come back now like what benefit would there possibly be in their console over somebody else's like what if they were about to announce like 10 remakes of popular franchises like reboots that'd be cool legitimate that that would be awesome but not on their own console i want to play them on something else I already yes, own. Exactly. Like, please don't yeah. do the console thing please no. stop do the games uh, bring back alter beast do do a new alter beast do a new oh my gosh, that would be amazing yeah do that like sonic shining like, you know, forces shining Anything. force yeah those are all be great things. I don't see them doing it, but yeah, I, I I'm I mean, after this conversation, I don't think we're any closer to knowing. We're just going to have to find out on June 4th through this Japanese publication that I've never heard of. <laughs> You've never heard of Famitsu? No. I don't oh, think wow. So. That's no, that's a big deal. That's okay. a, that's legit. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably says a lot about me then. Well, I mean, you're a I mean, gamer, so. I was going to say, I only check PC gamer is literally what I was about to do. Right joke about so speaking of jokes yes i have i have a new story here about some real life mario kart going on oh excellent well excellent mm, not really so much okay <laughs> uh so you know you're you're going down the highway cruising along vibing if you will as the kids say nowadays you know feeling feel, yeah they're vibing just vibing in your car listen to your your soundtrack of your life if you will 
and uh, somebody throws a green shell at you. Oh. And yeah, this person had a in Georgia, so I blame Donnie because clearly, yes, had to be him. Had a turtle go through their car windshield while they were driving along the highway. Oh my gosh. Yep. And there's a photo. So the best they can tell is the turtle was probably they've been struck by another vehicle, but then kind of bounced into the air was, uh, you know, high enough that it then was hit midair by the car and then wedged through the windshield. Oh, the poor turtle. Yeah. Yep. So they, I mean, they, they did get the turtle out. That's good. Turtle show is okay. Uh, the lost the foot. Oh, so, but they took it to a wildlife reserve and all this stuff. And unfortunately though, the turtle died four or five days later. <laughs> it was like, Oh, this is going to be a good, no, no, it's nope, nope. But the shell held the shell held up though, which is kind of what everyone was kind of mostly surprised by that. It went through the windshield. And the shell wasn't damaged. It was the foot that bled out. Basically lost too much blood. I mean, I was going to say they already have hard enough time getting around as it is. So losing a limb, probably not going to be not, not going to work out in a turtle's favor. No, no, probably not. But I just thought this was kind of funny. Not funny that the turtle died, but that like legit somebody got somebody got blue shelled on the highway, in Georgia. It's true. I will say this: that that turtle right there is a hero in a half shell. Oh, well done. Now, if only you could name all the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> like Romangelo. Um, oh, that's the oh, one. that's what I want to talk to you about. When we were talking about pre-show thing, I don't know if it was this most recent episode of Flexibles or the one before, uh-huh. but you you were referencing something and you said like Kang, Krang. It's Krang. Yeah, I was like, <sighs> it's one of those moments where I was yelling at my radio and I'm like, it's this. I'm like, you did it again with Ninja Turtles of all things. <laughs> I mean, at least it was close on that one. I could almost chalk that up to a mispronunciation. Well, Kang is a prominent Marvel villain, super villain, if you will. So. I've been playing Lego Marvel a lot late, lately. So, maybe so you that. know, King. Yeah. No, that's the reason I got King on the mind. Crang, uh, <laughs> King on the brain. Yeah, I was going to make an insane in the membrane joke, but it just <laughs> wouldn't work. We'd be reaching. All right, Lucas, bring us on home. What do you got yes. for your last story of the week? Oh, man. This is a good one, you guys. This is um, pretty big news, actually. Fallout 76 glitch causes intestine shortage forces an in-game event temporarily <sighs> offline that's yes that's right it's my favorite game to talk about but never play it's fallout 76 a bug has made a recent in-game event hard to digest <laughs> i see what you did there the fa- okay i don't know how to say this the fasnacht parade event yeah. originally oh thank you i'm glad i mean how else would you say it really yeah went live in 2019 and was scheduled to return this week But shortly after it went online, players found that a bug introduced weeks ago had caused an intestine shortage that made the event nearly impossible to complete. So basically, you had to help these this parade of robots, um, but they were masked robots, by the way. Very important. They have their own masks. Yeah. Each one with their own personality. Uh, You had to kind of do a series of tasks for them. I mean, that's basically MMORPGs Mm -hmm. in a nutshell. Yep. One of them was to collect intestines from small animals. PETA, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Please don't make this your next hit list game, okay? Leave They're the too busy alone. with blathers. Yeah. <laughs> Poor blathers. Um, the problem was basically that weeks ago, the small animals that carried said intestines were not properly spawning. For weeks, 
they have not been spawning. And so they go back and this quest comes back up, this event. Where are all the animals? Gone. No intestines for you, Kevin. Typical Bethesda. Hey, here's this limited time event. (laughs) (laughs) You can't complete or gain any of the experience or rewards from. That's like MMORPG 101, isn't it? Bring me X number of uh, raptor skins or whatever, and I give you 100 XP. That's, yeah. What are they doing? I mean, it's Bethesda, so. Get it together. We need our... We need our small animal intestines intact so that we can give them to robots so that they may some for some reason that makes it so they can parade down uh, Route 66 or whatever is in. Yeah, I mean, New Hampshire or wherever um, this is. My question is, why does it have to be intestines from small animals? Don't all animals have intestines? That's true. And wouldn't you couldn't you just get intestines from one large animal instead of several yeah. small ones? I mean, like cows have four stomachs, don't they? That's true. That means they have the, four intestines. Right. So the mutated cows in Fallout have to have like seven or eight <laughs> at least, right? So yeah. The Brahmin, Brahm, as they call them, yeah. Variable number, but definitely more than one. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Maybe one of them is the HK-47 from uh, the um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> Meat bag. Bring me small and animal intestines <laughs> so I may march down the road to recovery. With my, in a parade where we'll all dress up as robots in Hotline Miami. What is going on? Yes, that very much, especially the owl. Yep. Very much. What's going on in Fallout 76? What are you doing? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> At the this more- point, I just wanted to just do a game. Like, just, just do Fallout 5. Come on, just stop. Just knock it off, guys. Like It's true. It's true. What's going on? So there's your Fallout 76 news that you've been dying to hear. It's true. All, literally all the small animals have been dying to hear that news. <laughs> um, what do you say we wrap things up, Lucas? We, we went an hour and a half again this week. Oh, my goodness. It's true. How did that happen? I was like, we got done with the questions. Like, all right, we can we can knock this out pretty good. No. Oh, we did. We did. I, I think no, no minute, no second was wasted at, well, at any point. I mean, except for the big part of cutting out of the thing in editing that's behind the curtain they don't know about that part oh and they never will or maybe i should just leave it in then it's long that's how we do it on flux to post <laughs> speaking of flux pose lucas where can people find you and all the other stuff you do on the interwebs uh you know you can listen to me on that show uh i'm also on the discords hopping in and out of psvg and uh as well as flux to post land i will say in psvg we have a uh Hopping crew of PC people now. I, man, yeah, huh? PC fast masterface is uh, lighting up every every day. More more and more messages, and it's beautiful. I had to fight personally. I literally had to fight Donnie fist fight, and he said if I if I won, he would make the PC. Because mm-hmm. uh, now we're we we just have a. I'm surprised we don't have a baking and cooking uh, sharing channel at this point. Don't, but, uh, don't give anybody ideas. They already want the show, Lucas. We don't need a channel to. <laughs> they don't. People. Here's the thing about people. They don't know what they want. They say they they do, but then they get it and they're like, "I hate this." It's true. I like that voice. You should save that. Keep it in your back pocket. <laughs> I shall, and I will never bring it out again. <laughs> and also on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can follow me on all the things as at PSVG Kevin on on all the things. Your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Discords, your. TikToks, your Facebook, MySpace? your 
But I, no, I never had MySpace. Did How not. could you even? Did you even live then? Because yeah, I, I was actually. I mean, I was an internet boomer kid. I was in college at the dawn of the internet. Oh, so you were like, oh, these kids getting their MySpaces. Yeah, like I, I went into school for web design, and by the time I got out of college, the that bubble had burst. So my degree. <laughs> now was... what do I do? <laughs> exactly, that was worthless. Let's go work at Best Buy. Oh, um, that got real for a minute. It did. Still haven't paid that student debt yet either. Back all the way yet. So hey, if the world keeps going the way it's going, they might just, you know, forgive all of it, and then you won't have to pay, and then you'll be the winner. I mean, they just keep asking me if I want to continue forbearing payments, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, and like, do you still promise to pay it back someday? I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, Listen, this is like such a ridiculously high number at this point that any amount that you add in interest is just like whatever. Infinity exactly. times infinity is right. more money that you're not going to see. Exactly. This is too real. That's true. Let's get out of here. So head over to the website psvg.blog to find all the things that we do here as a whole network. And a reminder, PSVG Prime is now available on its own individual feed. So if you don't want to subscribe to the master feed and all of the shows, if you want to cherry pick your experience, a carte blanche experience, if you will, mm. you can subscribe to us. Just look for PSVG Prime in all the places you can find podcasts. And do us a favor, if you don't mind, take a quick second and give us a review so we get noticed and maybe grow this family a little bit bigger so we have more people to yell at in the discord and talk about pcs and and car tires and losing weight but that's where for some reason we post all the pictures of the food we bake instead yes who doesn't want that but most importantly everybody thank you for listening thank you for tuning in thank you for telling a friend and most importantly thank you and remember to never stop awkwardly pausing while lucas remembers the line gaming i was trying to make it epic no This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.